everybody. Welcome into the hop. Yo, what name, up, what up, what up? My name is Steven. That is Gabe. Hello. We host the hop. It's In a case craft you haven't show. figured that out yet. We it's host a craft this beer bad show. Bitch. We have fun. We drink beer and we are going to Chicago today. Chicago. Uh, bears. The Windy City home of cold things and da bears and da bears yeah it snows there i would i would argue maybe too much but who am i to judge um but uh yeah uh we're headed to chicago we wanted to kind of branch away from east coast west coast like specifics we wanted to kind of get a little uh, we've noticed a glaring lack of the middle of the country there's a lot of a lot of new york and la uh we're working on it we're working on it we're trying we have a dope brewery, very uh, very different from what we've had before. Mm-hmm. It is Off Color Brewing, as we said, out of Chicago. They're really cool. They have some really awesome beers. I When I f- saw one of the selections we're drinking, I read the description and said, oh my, we're going to drink this. Yeah, and it just gets better and better. Like as we dug in, you know, the brewery we had never heard of, like we literally yeah. picked them because they're in Chicago and uh, then the layers started coming off, uh, and it was like, wow, this place is absolutely dope, and yeah. we're so excited to be featuring them on the show, a uh, place with a great history, a great brand, uh, and just just some mind-blowing Ste- beer. So Steven appears to be on the patio. What yeah, would you this call is, that space? This is their, uh, their <laughs> taproom space. If you're on YouTube, you can check it out. Uh, this is their taproom space called The Mouse Trap. That's and right. It's, it's an outdoor space, uh, and then there's this man over my shoulder hiking up his, hitching up the trousers. Well, he's been sitting a while drinking good beer, so he's just he's hiking them up. So yeah. uh, that is available for you on YouTube, along <laughs> with the rest of our show. All of our our episodes are on YouTube. Um, we have been a video podcast since the first of the year, so head over to YouTube, check us out on there. You can subscribe to our channel. You can click that bell. You'll get a notification whenever a new episode drops. You can find us on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And once you've done that, uh, subscribe on there as well and rate and review the show. That is our favorite thing. Whenever we get a new review, we love it. We read them. We appreciate it. It helps the show. It helps us get feedback from you, what you're liking, what you're hating, what you're loving, whatever the middle of that is. Uh, And... We are also available to connect with on all of the socials at the HO Podcast is the Instagram and the Twitter. We're on Facebook as well. And you can reach us by email if you have a question, suggestion, a brewery you'd like us to hit. We are the pod at gmail.com. So find us over there as well. Let us know if we should return to any breweries we've done before or any new ones. Let us know if you come across some fun new beer styles that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, You know, as we mentioned, uh, I believe it was last week, uh, they're starting to come out with some new styles and different sorts of ways of doing it. So, you know, we we love the IPAs and we love the stouts and all that, but we want to get a little crazy. We want to get a little wild. So uh, anything that's new and weird, send our way. We got you. And with that, we will dive into some beer news. Beer news. 
pretty chill week in beer news, I would say. Uh, but first up, we're going to highlight some beer celebrations that have been going on. It is the time of year to celebrate beer. When is it not? Really? I was just about to say, isn't that all the time? Well, it is for us, but uh, <laughs> specifically for the for the good people in Massachusetts, it is Mass Beer Week. Uh, it's going on now through the 13th, which is this coming Saturday. Some event highlights uh, from the Massachusetts Beer Week include a Meet the Brewers Freshman Class 2021, so every weeknight uh, this this current week, Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Zoom. They've got to meet you know young brewers new to the Massachusetts craft beer scene. There was a uh, Polar Plunge fundraiser to benefit the Special Olympics that happened. This one was shower beer themed, so I don't know if people were like taking cold showers or like getting their garden hoses involved like it really was sort of like open for interpretation <laughs> how many people were cheating they're like now put the hot water on Just put the the hot cold water. Water. we'll pretend it's cold Don't, they won't know that would be me uh, <laughs> there was a virtual trivia event hosted by night shift our good friends over at night shift and also uh bone up brewing company tune into this game bone up brewing company stocked up on all your favorite girl scout cookies and then paired them with their delicious beers which is hilarious because we literally said that on last week's episode. So you're welcome, guys. I guess you're they listen to the hop. That's Apparently what I'm they must. Up. Uh anyway, there's all kinds of events. You can check out massbeerweek.org to see what is still available in the lineup. I don't think you have to live in Massachusetts to participate because it's virtual. So uh you can check that out. Meanwhile, over in uh down in Georgia. The devil went down to Georgia, and they had a Georgia beer day down there on the 6th. Uh, so that was, I guess, this past weekend. Uh, the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild celebrated Georgia Beer Day. They had a limited edition collectible pint class available uh, from 50 participating breweries. I won't go into all the details of what happened at this because it already is in the past, so it won't do anyone any good. But I will say that looking at the list of breweries from Georgia... It made me oh, realize yeah. we need to get some peach up in this bitch because yeah. we have never done one. And I think on the list of 50 plus breweries, I had heard of maybe one and it was Sweetwater. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. the rest, I, I just I'm just thinking of all the beers that are made with some sort of peach in it. And I love peach stuff. So I would be so down to do that. Got to go down to Georgia. Got Georgia on the mind. Moving right along in the news and notes. This one's fun. Steven, you know what's shitty? Oh my god. Ew. That's you know what's crappy? Wh- what? <laughs> I'm not going to say this right. Colorectal cancer. Colorectal cancer. That is shitty. Literally Colorectal and cancer. figuratively. I'm, I'm glad I said it right. But yes, it is shitty. Uh, it is one of the main causes of death in the U.S. Why are we talking about it? There is a new give a crap challenge. You heard that right. This March, adults can enjoy a limited edition glittery beer that can't be purchased with money. So how are you going to buy the beer? Yeah, give a crap challenge. You got to pay it with your shit. (laughs) You are having way too much fun with this. (laughs) Are you kidding me? How could I not? No, you got to you got to buy the beer with your with your poop and with with your poop through the National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, it's a challenge that is a collaboration between the Colon Colon Cancer Foundation, Duclaw Brewing, and Squatty Potty. I love me some Squatty Potty. Never Shout been out on to a Lori Squatty from po- Shark Tank. Lori, got that deal. Never been on Lofa. a Squatty Potty, but I love me some Squatty Potty. 
Apparently they work really well. Um, and we love this not only for the whole thing, but the fact that we featured Dew Claw Brewing on our Halloween episode. Check it mm-hmm. out. It was really great. Their beer is awesome uh, out of Baltimore. Uh, they're helping provide 10,000 uh, cancer screenings to undeserved communities in 2021. And so basically what you do is participants that sign up, you will get a delivered six pack of the Dew Claws. It's called Thanks for Giving a Crap edition of the Sour Me Unicorn Farts the glittered sour ale from Craft Shack, which we had talked about uh, a little while ago. Yeah. I, it wasn't in This Week in Gross. It was more of This Week in... Hmm. This Week in Glitter? <laughs> glitter? Uh, but this is um, an organization that's happening. Uh, you basically send in a poop sample for a screening, and you get a six-pack of beer. So, listen... If that's the way to give beer, I'm in. And it's for a really good cause. Like I said, colon cancer is one of, I believe I read the second leading causing cancer in the U.S. uh, for the death toll. So, I mean, it's definitely something to take seriously and you get a six pack of beer out of it with Duke Claw. Yeah. And the idea behind it, uh, according to the Colon Cancer Foundation, is that it's, you know, spreading awareness that colon cancer is not just sort of an old people problem. It's like, you know, something for everyone to be aware of. Um, so take a poo, get a beer and it's Drop already trout, <laughs> raise them high. I don't know. We'll, we'll make t-shirts it's, later. It's already kind of happened, but it, it good, good for them and good for Duke Claw for participating in this. And, um, Bold Rock has partnered with Speedway Motorsports in a partnership deal to feature their Bold Rock hard tea and hard lemonade at, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. Bristol Motor Speedway and Charlotte Motor Speedway. So this partnership also is yeah. including uh, four Bold Rock Bold Race Day Experience Days, where uh, fans will basically have an opportunity to win future race tickets, prizes, sample a variety of Bold Rock products across a whole wide spectrum of beverages. But I just wanted to put this in the news because I think it's funny. Because like, okay, how do I put this? Racing, I don't get racing. I'm not a race guy. It's not my world. Like, I don't understand it. But uh, it just strikes me as one of the most aggressive sports that you can go witness. And to just imagine someone sitting there with a bold rock hard tea or <laughs> hard lemonade is uh, is an ironic and or funny image to me. Steven, we share a brain because I'm the same way. Like, I, I get why people like it because, it, you know, uh, who who has – I think Robin Williams has the joke. It's like, I go to race car for uh, for the driving. Yeah, and I watch porn for the acting. Yeah. Liar. <laughs> like, you know, it, people want to see the crashes and, like, I understand that aspect. But, yeah, I'm the same way. It's like, guys, the Daytona 500 is on. I'm like, I would imagine cool. a bold rock hard tea being an appropriate drink at, like, golf or tennis, or uh, something of that nature, something with a little bit more uh, delicacy in the uh, playing of the sport, a little bit more um, finesse, if you will. Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like maybe they should have like a harder, maybe just like a lager or something to balance it all out. Hard tea and lemonade, it's like, all right. It's just sort of funny to me maybe it's to not let people get so wasted they wander onto the track that would be bad um yeah or uh, yeah sure 
Uh, <laughs> or funny, whatever. Who cares? They just—they're just really trying to find a way to sell that uh, that tea because it's um, also yes because <laughs> it's gross. Gabe, you got a toast for us? I want to drink some beer. I do have a toast. Yes, it's been a day, so we need to we need to drink some beer. Who'd care to be a bee and sip sweet honey from the flower's lip when he might be a fly and steer head first into a can of beer? You foam within our glasses, you lusty golden brew. Whoever imbibes takes fire from you. The young and old sing your praises. Here's to beer. Here's to cheer. Here's to beer again. Nice. Did you write that? No. I almost said yes, but then I was like, someone on the internet's going to be like, uh, bullshit. So no, I did not. Okay, uh, let's drink some beer. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So we're kicking things off with the socks which is a wild fermented Saison-style ale made with black limes and African dried lemons aged in a... Feeder. Fooder or feeder. Feeder. We don't know. We're going to say feeder. (laughs) (laughs) Aged in one of those big wooden things. Uh, It is 6.2% ABV. Uh, 15 IBUs untapped has it at 4.21 no rating from beer advocate so this brewery does a lot of uh, wild ales sour ales fermented ales different things of that nature it's a whole category for them and this one is made as I mentioned with black limes and African dried lemons so black limes are a, a, a kind of lime that I guess gets dried out or something Persian limes that have been boiled in salt water there we go yeah and left to dry and then African dried lemons they, they got dried it's in the yes it's in the name yeah the lime the lime goes with the salt water the lemon uh, just gets out to dry it um, all of this information uh, we got straight from the brewery which was great um, but yeah when when first off two quick things one both these beers just the titles alone and what they're made with sound incredible so we had to grab them both and two both of these beers are rated very highly uh both by untapped and beer advocate so that's another milestone but yeah i mean made with black limes and african dried lemons aged in that thing i mean how often i've never even heard of these ingredients like i didn't know i was like oh my god like and they look really cool they look like they could be flavorful and i'm sure it adds something to this beer yeah uh this is a brewery too that that gives you all kinds of fun info fun factoids about the beer which we god we love this it's it's so nerdy but i love when they do it so (laughs) we can tell you everything about the beer the malts are uh, Pills malt, flaked wheat, special aromatic, and toasted rice. And then the hops in here are Columbia Atanum and, Atan- and, and Grungeist. So that's that's what we're working with. So here it is. It's beautiful. It's orange. It's pretty. Um, I also have a Tiku glass. Oh, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Great minds. Um, 
It had no head at all. I mean, just just it was it was pretty straightforward. Uh, maybe like a, a thin uh, sort of half a finger, um, but it dissipated almost right away. Super clean in the glass. Like, I guess a little bit of like random lacing. Yeah, but it, but, it goes down yeah. kind of quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, very uh, goldenish uh, SRM chart. We're looking at like a five two and seven eight ish in that vicinity it is dark sort of orange um definitely not you know like a definitely not super light it's 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 Mm. beer colored um but it is and super hazy too uh definitely but the first thing you notice i mean when you put your nose to it is like all the yeast esters coming off it yeah. All the sour coming off it. You're like I was going to say a lot a lot of that salt, a lot of that lime mm-hmm. is really prominent there. Um it's it hits you right over the head right away, which is yeah, really it's, cool. It's funky. It's got like funk. a Yeah. definite funk to it. Right, man, with the trousers. My man. Here's <laughs> to him. Here's to Craig. Uh um yeah. Yeah, you can I I feel like we can tell that this is going to be I don't think this is going to be too soury. I, I I don't think this is going to be a, a, a lip pucker sort of deal. I could be wrong. We haven't tried it yet, but I am very interested. I, I think it's just a classic, uh, you know, I, when, when, when a beer is described as like a wild ale, that always piques my interest because it's always just like a little bit different than like a Gozer or just like a regular sour. Yeah, so it's it's soured, you know, with naturally occurring bacteria that, uh, you know, get in there when it is aged in the feeder, right? So it's it's not kettle soured, it's not quick soured, uh, and it's also not soured like a Goza using salt necessarily. It's it's a naturally occurring like wild yeast strains mm-hmm. that sour the beer. So it, it definitely is something very different. Like I think the term sour and the term wild ale tend to get conflated and they're actually two very different things or or wild is sort of a part of sour yeah but it's not the other way around yeah i would completely agree with that they're like the same but not really different but not really it's yeah in the same family but um but uh another thing that is really cool about this brewery is they give the gravity on the bottles and or cans um, and we talked about it a few episodes ago, but the gravity reading refers to the total amount of dissolved solids in the water. Uh, and since we're talking about beer, those solids are sugars. Um, and so basically the higher the gravity means more sugar molecules are being converted into alcohol, which means a higher ABV science. Nerd and alert. So, nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh. Um, but for this one, uh, it's clocking in at 13.5 P, which stands for Play-Doh. Um, I don't know if it's like a 1 to 100 sort of thing, but that's what we got. I am out of my depth. I avoid uh, gravity statistics at all costs because I don't understand what they mean. All I know is, like you said, basically more gravity, more alcohol. Uh, but yeah. this one's just 6.2, and it's 13.5 Plato. So whatever that may, look, we're not here to nerd out about gravity, people. We don't. We are not we, Clooney and Bullock. We're what? just the movie Gravity. Oh, catch up, man! Come on. <laughs> All right. Oh wow, that was a deep. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> deep cut. Uh, from Let's drink the this brewery, bitch. 
Oh, I was going to read Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Their description is, an abundance of preserved citrus couples harmoniously with the slight pineapple funk and citric tartness from our wild yeasts with vinous hints from its lengthy stay in one of our feeders conjuring warm summer thoughts regardless of season. Perfect. Okay. It's cold and I I need... I was just about to say that. It's cold out, so let's... Cheers. I would agree with pineapple. I think it's it's not overpowering, but it's in there. I get a little bit of that saltiness on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, uh, what's the word? It's it's not hard to. It's very easy to drink. Uh, it's got the sour tartness, but it's not it's not tart. It's funky, like you said earlier. Yeah. It's it's. It's like lemon lime. It's 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 lemon it's, lime, but it's more it's more lime to me than lemon. Like lime definitely was was prominent up front when I first tasted it. Uh, there is a tartness. There's a, a brightness, a vibrance, obviously an acidity to it. What is captivating to me though is on the back end, um, like you mentioned a little bit, the malt comes through, the uh, toasted rice comes through, the salt. You know, there's there's other things there. There's a nuttiness to it. There's a um, it's like weedy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's, all acid. It, which is, it's really like it's really cool. It's really different. It, it it really I feel like brings out other flavors and you know really makes it that much more enjoyable. Um, mm. I I would I think I would agree with summer. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this is a this is a summer spring beer. Um definitely, you know, um kind of reminds me of a shandy, but with more tartness. Like it it mm. it does kind of remind me of those flavors though. The citrusy flavors, the sweetness and I guess that because the uh wheat and the malt is so prevalent and like you said there's a weediness to it, it does remind me of like a like a lemon shandy, right? Like a little like a Belgian e thing. Yeah, it, yeah, that's well. You said it earlier. Um, off the nose, you get like those spices, those esters, and mm. I feel like I'm not getting them in the nose, but I'm getting them in the taste. I, I, I am getting like Belgian style, like 100. percent Yeah, I mean, it's it's more acidic than that in the mouth for sure. Like it's definitely a sour, but there's something reminiscent of those Belgian flavors, a little bit of coriander, uh, definitely a weediness, a yeastiness um, that is is really helping to balance it. I, f- I find it really pleasant because it just levels off that acidity a little bit because mm. uh, the acidity to me, uh, when something is so soured, like I talked about last week in relation to the kettle sour from Hermit Thrush, mm. um, when something is so sour like that, it can be a lot. So this is, is not too much at all. It's a nice, you know, if you want a sour, this is going to come through for you, but it's got some nice, delicate complexity of flavor in there. I I think I like the taste a little bit better than the smell. Um, I feel like it's just another one of those like smell is over here and taste is it, there are a lot of similarities, but I feel like for the most part for me, it's a little back and forth, mm. but I do really like the taste and I can see us drinking this like on an outdoor uh, you know, picnic table with a bunch of friends, maybe a little barbecue or something like where you're at. We we could we can drink these at the Mouse Trap. At the Mouse Trap, which is their uh, their brewery spot here behind me. 
Um, yeah, it's 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 really good. It's really different. Um, this is one that uh, is not in their current lineup. But no, we were I had to, to do get. a little digging for this one. Yeah. Uh, I do love the bottle, though. It's a cute 250 milliliter size, so it's like a cute personalized style bottle for it's, everyone. It's teeny tiny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. I poured it into this glass, and I was like, that's it. I was like, that's that's me. exactly what happened to me. It like didn't fill up all the way like other beers do. And I was like, oh, oh OK, like knocking on it. Maybe more. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> maybe maybe this is all we need. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, a little goes a long way with this because um, not not alcoholically, but just, you know, it's it's got a lot of flavor in there and you could definitely sit there and sip on it and take your time. And it is 6.2%. I mean, it's not a table beer. You know what I mean? Like right. they have a lot of uh, barrel age stuff, a lot of wild ales that are like three, 4% in their lineup. This is, uh, I mean, 6.2 is, is pretty up there for a sour like this. And if you're like me and you like blueberry beers, guess what, Steven? What game? They have a blueberry version. Oh, so pumped. I saw this online. Uh, Untapped was f- very fortunate enough to provide uh, the info. Another sour. It's 5.2. It looks incredible. It is not blue, but love me some blueberry beers. So if I ever do off-color brewing again, next time, got to get the blueberry version. And they're worth doing again. I mean, we're not even halfway done with them this time, but they're just it's, – it's the kind of place that like – like I said at the top, we knew nothing about them, and I instantly want to go visit because oh, yeah. they have an incredible uh, story, and they're just an incredible operation. So it was founded in 2013 by John Laffler and Dave Bleitner, who are two friends. Uh, John was formerly of Goose Island Brewing, I believe, and Dave was somewhere else that I don't remember. But um, <laughs> in they they met at brewing school, um, and they interned at similar brew. They kind of kept in touch, crossed each other's paths a lot, and yeah. decided to do this. Their original mission was to focus on brewing forgotten styles of beer, so particularly beer styles made in Germany before Reinheitsgebot, I think. Reinheitsgebot! <laughs> that is, uh, that's a German law series of laws um or something <laughs> that's german that af <laughs> it the whatever i don't know how you say it but it basically controls what's allowed to be in beer so it says that like beer can only have must have these ingredients and it's like parameters around what can be in beer so before that it was just kind of a fuck all like anything goes um, <laughs> yeah. and so they are trying to reclaim those forgotten beer styles um so that's why you see a lot of I've seen, I saw beer styles on their website that I've never heard of before. Like the style has just never come across my radar. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, it's really great. You know, they, they, they do things their own way. They give their own spin to it. Um, As we mentioned, they've got the two facilities and the newer one is behind Steven for those of you on YouTube uh, called the mousetrap. Um, it's very, it's kind of similar to Two Roads in a way. Like the Mousetrap is more responsible for the small batch brews and the wild experiments. I'm 
gonna guess and say maybe this came from the mousetrap as there are mice I on would, it. I, I actually didn't really realize that they had I mean I assume they have another location for like bigger batch stuff but then again they don't have much big bat like everything they do is kind of you know seems to be pretty small batch I mean we'll get into what's on tap but I do just want to say up front because it's it's impressive as fuck they don't have they have tons of beers on their website and they do not have one IPA which Bang! exclamation point that's pretty cool and normally for us to say like that's pretty cool is like a little backwards because we love IPAs but we just love the fact that they're doing so much and they're not going the normal route that everyone else is going yeah I I listen I love an IPA it it's my favorite go-to beer style but everyone's making IPAs and they yeah to to have a brewery that has this much beer and doesn't have one IPA option like it's not even like a fine we'll have the IPAs for the boring people like no like my dad couldn't drink at this brewery because they uh, uh, don't have get me out of here they we just need to don't have that option they have yeah. they have other stuff they have mexican style lagers they have gozas they have you know standard lagers you know more german styles like that um but they're not an all lager house like it's not like jack's abbey which doesn't have an ipa but they have an ipl you know yeah they're not like that this is a place that does do lagers and ales they just don't they just don't do ipas which i think is I mean, maybe they have in the past. I don't know. But right now, to see this many beers in a lineup and not see one IPA is pretty mind-blowing. It's pretty impressive. Um, I went through I'm every not... beer, and as I clicked on every one, I was getting more and more excited. I was like, oh, don't blow it. Don't blow it. Every... <laughs> <laughs> Just like, please don't be and an IPA. And <laughs> finally, our IPA. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, as of 2018, they were working off of a seven-barrel system. Uh, I believe that's still the case today. I could be wrong about that, but um, they they like not having they they like only having that because it they it gives them more opportunities to give more details to what they're currently working on. Yeah, it's, and I, it's, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And that's another reason that they don't spend their time on IPAs, really, is because they have they have you know limited tank space, and they've even said. Other breweries devote so much of their time and tank space to IPAs and whatnot that to compete in that space, they just prefer to look at more, as they put it, delicate, more subtle beers and also techniques and ingredients that aren't as commonplace. So that's what they focus on, particularly at at the mousetrap here with this man and his shorts. Is it, is it weird that every time I hear the mousetrap, I immediately think of Hamlet? N- no, I mean he has the he has the line where the the play within the play. What do you call the play? The mouse trap. I think of Agatha Christie because she d- didn't. Isn't there a play or a book or something that she wrote based because of that line called the mouse trap? Yes, I believe you're right. I hope I'm right. Otherwise, this would be this will be a little woo <laughs> a little embarrassing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? This place is just a, I, I highly recommend you take a look at their beer lineup. And I know we have listeners in Chicago. So uh, if you're out there yes, in the in the area, I would highly recommend you find your way to Off Color Brewing. They are open right now. They do takeout. Um, and also, I mean, I don't know how cold it is in Chicago. I imagine it's pretty fucking cold, but you could probably have a drink out here at this this 
picnic space here. Think about it this way. When we get an inch of snow, like it's they get 10 a mile. To- yeah, it's like 10 times that in Chicago. Like I'll look at, you know, photos online. It's like, oh yeah, it's snowing out. And then I look at like some of my friends in Chicago and they're all like, BRB dying. It's like, geez, <laughs> okay, <laughs> good luck out there. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, final thoughts on this. Final thoughts on this are that um, I think this is a pretty solid farmhouse ale or Saison style ale, but it also is, and it's, these ingredients are insane. So I love that. Um, It's not my favorite, partially just because it's not my favorite style, but it's a really good example of the style. But moreover, it's just really exciting to find a brewery that does stuff like this. And I think there's so many more options like this at this place that it uh, it's impressive to me. I agree. I, um, you know, I, I want to cook with these ingredients, but absolutely never before seen a beer like this. You know, we've had the wild ale style before, but the way it's made, the the ingredients, the way it's fermented, all that stuff. I just want to see a black lime. Can I Bruh, just... Google. I guess I could just buy a lime and then boil it with sea salt. You could do that. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you know, it's, I want to know what genius at the brewery said, hear me out. Let's try this. And they were like, isn't that lime? Like, is that good? Yeah. They were like, no, 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 it works. Don't worry. And then they put it in there and they were like, sold. We got it. Let's do it. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, we, we got two beers today. We got one more to drink. It's another wild one, but this one is a winner in my book. I feel like this one was a nice little warm up for what's about to happen because I am I'm really excited for it. We got a Mac Daddy next. <laughs> so I say we dive the hell in. Yes, please. Okay, this next one I feel like Ooh. I feel like it's time for dessert. I feel like uh yes. there's a treat coming our way. I feel like this I'm a, I feel like I'm about to eat a piece of cake, honestly. I'm uh, so excited and I love for cake. this. Yeah, I, I saw the description and I was like, it's got to be this one. We have to do this one. This is the Dino S'mores Imperial Marshmallow Stout. Oh, boy. Yes, please. Uh, on Going off of the can, this one is 10.5%. Mm-hmm. IBUs are 40 on the SRM chart. Guys, it's a stout. So... It's a forty. It's a Look at it's this. a hot forty. It's a it's a four zero. It's a forty, shouty. Yeah. Um, Beer Advocate gave this one a ninety two, and Uncapped gave it a four point oh two. So as I said, highly rated beers this round, which is great. So I mentioned that they uh, give us a lot of nerd information. So uh, here we go. The the malts in here. Take a deep breath. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's pale Vienna wheat caratu, extra special flaked oats, dark chocolate, and black roasted barley. All of that is in the malt bill. The hops, it's nugget. It's the <laughs> nugget, and that's it. And uh, the secret ingredients, as they put it, are marshmallow, vanilla beans, molasses, graham flour, and cocoa nibs. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. It just sounds delicious. You know what it sounds? They're magically delicious. 
it sounds magically delicious. Okay, um, all right. I was like, I'm not sure what direction you're going in there, but magically delicious, it yeah. does sound. I and just like playing him because we have the little guy now, so, so yeah. now I'm going to play that at every opportunity. <laughs> Get ready for next week for St. Paddy's Day. Oh, it's oh, going to be a whole other thing. Um, but if our description doesn't make you want to drink it, maybe this will. Chocolate mousse dominant aromas while vanilla and marshmallow cream highlight rich dark malt character with a deceptively mild alcohol presence for an imperial stout. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And apparently they have a secret technique on how to brew this beer. Uh, Dino S'mores combines the American brash interpretation of an imperial stout using bold accents but rounder flavors with Scandinavian brewing techniques, which place a greater emphasis on a variety of roasted malts and drier body to create bitterness. You learn something every day. I cannot wait any longer to get into this. So uh, first go. of all, it's, yeah, like Gabe said, it's it's jet black. Uh, I've got it in a tulip glass. It poured with a uh, a... a Decent tan head, which has now dissipated into a ring around the glass, uh, and it's just uh, it's just calling my name. It's inviting me. It's begging me to dip my nose into it. And on the nose, chocolate, chocolate first, roasted malt, but yeah. berry. Uh, someone said Ooh, fudge, yeah. and I think that's a really good way to put it. It's like it's chocolate, but it's like melted chocolate, you know? Yeah. Like hot cocoa. That's interesting. Or... You don't get that a lot in the nose. I I, I, fi- I figured that'd be something we'd get more of in the taste. But yeah, no, it's definitely there. Uh, the cocoa, uh, like the hot cocoa smell you get, um, I would agree with that 100%. It looks rich. It smells rich. It's probably amazing. Definitely caramel, definitely toffee, definitely vanilla. This is, you know, we see vanilla in a lot of imperial stouts and stouts in general, but uh, because there's vanilla being added to this and then the marshmallow, there's a definite sweetness to this that I think is really nice. The vanilla is strong on the nose, so I'm I'm excited about that. I don't smell a lot of marshmallow. I'm assuming we're going to taste it. So I say five, six, seven, eight, Patty. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This might be a... a a cuddle by the fire sort of beer. I would say so. This, we went uh, from we went from summer shandy to cuddle by the fire. We got you guys. This is uh, wow. That's really good. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been the hop. I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's it. It's got. Uh, it hits all the notes on on the taste. The taste really follows the nose. Um, you get the bitter bite from the roasted malt. You get the coffee, the chocolate. You get all that stuff. You get a sweetness. And then in the back end, um, I, I will say, I think they were lying a little bit about that deceptively mild alcohol presence. Like, no, it's boozy in the back. But I don't think it's that bad. I th- Well, I mean, I think for you and it's I, it's like... It's delicious. What? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's we're, we're fucking not gonna, paradise. <laughs> we're not going to sip this and be like, oh man, this is going to like no. ruin it. Like, I think for you and me, it's like, oh yeah, like this is boozy. Hand me another one. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's, it's great though. It's, it is rich. It is, it's fudgy. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm getting marshmallow taste. I got to be honest. I feel like 
the normal stout characteristics, the roasted malts, the coffee, the the espresso, the chocolate is more prominent. So I don't know that I'm getting marshmallow off the taste, but I, I can only assume it's there. And I am getting a little vanilla off the taste as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, marshmallow is a subtle flavor. And I think inherently, like, the marshmallow is in there. And maybe just psychologically, the fact that we know it's in there tends to influence how we taste the beer. But mm-hmm. ultimately, chocolate, cocoa, roasted malt, all of those things are just dominant flavors over something that's more subtle like vanilla bean and marshmallow. So it would make sense that it's sort of hiding in there. But there's a sweetness to it, for sure. To me. I want to drink this under the stars. Like, I want to be out in a field in the middle of night on a cool night and, like, (laughs) watch the stars. That's where my mind immediately went. That or a campfire. And not to mention just because the mouse is at a campfire. Sometimes your uh, beer descriptions are my favorite thing to ever like it's just it the way your mind works we're artists it's what we do it's (laughs) you got got me last week when you said you wanted to drink it with a loved one and i'm just like it's really specific and hilarious it was the pot it was was just like i want to drink this with this and a loved one (laughs) it was the pause i want to drink this under the stars carry on Um, yeah, know, no, but it, it's it definitely a campfire beer, uh, mm. in part because there's a literal s'more in the beer. <laughs> there's graham cracker, marshmallow, and chocolate in the beer, so it would it would go well. Um, it's definitely I do think it's a little it's a little dangerous in the sense that like it is boozy, but um, I think you can drink it faster than you should if you yeah so desired. I, I think after a while you start to lose the booziness and you start to just gain the flavor Mm. because that's kind of where I'm at now sips three and four. Like I'm just kind of like, I I don't taste the 10 point, uh, whatever, 10.5. Yeah. I'm not tasting that anymore. I'm getting the flavors now. And for someone who hasn't eaten a lot today, rut row. (laughs) Yeah. It's very rich, uh, and, and full in the mouth. Uh, the carbonation is, as you would expect, you know, pretty light. It's more uh, of a slow sipper. Um, it is just full of flavor, and it's a treat. I mean, if you're someone who likes stouts at all, uh, if you're someone who likes higher ABV beers, and if you're not, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, people... I was having a beer with uh, with someone this weekend, and, and they're really not into to IPAs and bitter, and they're more of the, the sour, the wine... And mm-hmm. then they shot for a, like an imperial stout at this brewery we were at that was like 11% with a bourbon barrel age. And I was like, whoa. And they were really into it. And it was sort of eye-opening. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you cannot like IPAs. You cannot like hops. but you And you can be more of the sour wine typer. typer uh, but you can still like something like this. So I think this is uh, actually appealing to a broad range of beer drinkers you know i would agree with that and and another thing i get off of the smell is you know how when you're cooking like meat or something and it's got like that char to it it turns like kind of black and it's it's not like burnt but it's got that char to it yeah that good i'm getting that off the smell yeah i mean it's the roasted it's it's all it's 
that insane malt bill that I read before, all of that being really well roasted to give it a sort of char, a burnt popcorn thing, that kind of thing. Burnt chocolate popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much. It's not like, it's not like a a, a bothersome thing. It just, it, what it does is it helps balance out because without that bitter, Mm -hmm. what you would have is a super sweet, like a dessert beer, essentially. I mean, you'd have like too much sweet. So that helps balance it out. Cause this is not, despite everything we said, and despite me saying, I felt like I was about to drink a piece of cake and whatnot. It's not a dessert beer. I mean, it's not that sweet. I agree. I think it goes well with dessert if you want to go that route. But yeah, I wouldn't call or it a dessert. It could beer. be your dessert, but True. it's not a dessert beer. Like when I think of a dessert beer, I think of a beer that's super sweet. And this yeah. is really well balanced. So I think it's yeah, it's just got a hint of that sweetness. Yeah. It was originally brewed as a collaboration with a Danish brewery called a Mager Brigus. I guess, as well as uh, West Lakeview Liquors, which I assume is out of Chicago, although I don't know for sure. There is also several variations of this, including uh, a coffee version of this, which would Ooh. which sounds delightful, and a barrel aged version, which like Bang! exclamation mean, point. That's that's my everything. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is. It's, it's really so good. good. Yeah. It's really good. I it's it's so rich but not in a bad way at all. I, you know, Dino S'mores 100%. I I agree with that. This one is very much still in their lineup uh and all those variations that I mentioned. Uh you can take a look at the can again over there on YouTube if you're looking at us. They also have and I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about these little emblems that they made if you're on YouTube yes. you can see that. Um, this one, not sure if it that, translates on Zoom, but that one says uh, high, air, gravity high gravity and chocolate. Yeah, high gravity and chocolate. So they made these emblems. So basically, you know, they have a lot of weird beers on their website. And in 2019, they decided to start adding these little emblems like that to every beer to just mm-hmm. sort of help categorize things, um, to give specific details about how the beer is brewed and or prepared and also to help you know, drinkers sort of gravitate towards the ones that they that they like. Um, so they had yeah, started out with 15. Now they're at like 28-ish. Yeah, um, and if you go on their site, you can see that as well. And you can click on, you know, a specific one. If you're looking, like, you know, the last one we had, it said feeder aged on it. And, you know, you can find a different category and see what beers under that specific emblem or, uh, you know, marking that you can, you will enjoy. Yeah, you can take a look at all the options and, you know, if you're someone who's like, okay, I'm specifically really looking for, you know, high gravity beers, which as we've now learned means high alcohol, you can, you can look at that or you can click on blended beers, botanical beers, uh, Finnish inspired, Finnish like the Finland. Yeah. Like Finland. I was going to say like the country. Like you finished it. I was going to say like the country. And then I was like, is that a country? I couldn't... Finland, yes. Okay, it is. <laughs> Smoked um, <and> the- <laughs> beers, mixed fermentation <laughs> beers, all different things like that. Funky, you know, different German style. So they have different tags to help just point you in the direction of beers that might be of interest to you. They have all sorts of different stuff, all different beers, uh, you know, 
all different names. The artwork is all very similar. They like this mouse kind of drawn on theme, um, beer for pizza, cherry bear beer for pizza. Um, they sell sake apparently as well, uh, which is their yes. own spin on uh, sake. It's called Koi Rice Lager Brewed with Sake Lees. Um, I would be interested in trying it if we were able to find it. I wasn't able to find it. They have uh, all different kinds of beers. Some of the ones that I picked out as my favorite, um, they have one called Hyper Predator, which is a farmhouse ale with coffee, which is like mind-blowing. Like farmhouse ale and coffee just doesn't seem to go together in my brain hole, but they did it, uh, and it's a 4.7 percenter, and it sounds crazy. And then they also have one called The Class War, which is a... Gotland Strick. You know how many words I've had to pronounce on this episode alone that yeah, I just what why are we like so European? It's Chicago. Like what are we doing here? But but this this Gotland Strick is a is a type of beer which I've never heard of. And that's what I was saying before is like they have these beers on there that I've just never heard of. And this uh, a Gotland Stricka is the indigenous ale of the Gotlands, which are Sweden's largest island. So it's sort of a dark winter sipper with dark chocolate aromas and rose smoke vapors. I mean, it's 9.5%. I am fascinated and would love to give it a try. And it also features nugget hops. Nugget. <laughs> it's literally science. Like, that's how it is. Yeah. It's it's crazy some of the concoctions it's, they make. It's uh, science and it's history. That's what's really cool is that they're yeah. digging up beer styles that we don't, that we don't remember. And so that in and of itself is really cool. And I would encourage you, you know, again, we've mentioned it, but this this brewery is really nerd friendly. If you're into this kind of stuff uh, and all these sort of interesting factoids, which I would imagine you are because you listen to us, but you should check out offcolorbrewing.com and see what they have. And, and you can get their beers, obviously, uh, on the East Coast, um, as well as throughout the state of Illinois and some other states that they ship to. I would places. hope so. <laughs> yeah. You know what's sad? I, I had to pause and remember where Chicago was just now. That's what that, uh, that that's, that's what that's, that hesitancy was. That's was what like, the, yeah. You can get it in Michigan, New Hampshire. Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they got a lot of good stuff. Um I, I'm a fan. I think they're very different in their own way, and that's a rarity, you know? Yeah, this is this is a brewery. You know, it's it's two guys who have been who have been brewing for life, and they're students of beer, and they know what they like, and they've now got a just a, a playground where they could just fuck around and do crazy things, and not one IPA to speak of, but uh, so much good. So, off color brewing. Them? I'm really glad that we stumbled upon them just because we needed more Chicago beer, uh, but it turned out I mean- to be phenomenal. More Chicago beer. We needed Chicago beer, period. Yeah, we needed anything from the middle of the country. Yeah. And that, you know, pretty until, soon is... Uh, until we go on our Montana brewery tour, we I, settle our dispute with the great state of... Read my mind. <laughs> read my mind. Yep. I was just about to say that until we go happen. to Montana and watch us find, like, our next favorite beers there. We'll it's go there happen. and be like... I'm telling you. <gasps> I'm making a promise to the listeners right now that Gabe doesn't even know about, but we're we're going to go there and we're going to wrestle with Montana. We're going to deal with it. We're going to record out of a hotel room and we're going to make it work and it's going like, to be fine. Like you have to ask me twice. Come on. 
I um, mean, it's <laughs> whatever. Uh, we should get out of here, but yeah. before we do, for those of you in Iowa, all right, <laughs> stick with me here. Okay. Iowa is another state that I don't really understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make a drop over it, but just while we're on it, it's like it's Iowa. That... <laughs> no, we're not know. there yet, but it's just a big hunk in the middle that I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you guys exist. Oh, big yeah, hunk of land, Iowa. Well, apparently, someone made a pizza in Iowa. What kind of pizza was it? I'll tell you. It was a Fruit Loop pizza. What the shit? Are they doing? He's but hyped up. See, the Italian in him is coming out. He's angry. What and are he's they a... even doing? <laughs> so there's a pizzeria in, I believe it's Des Moines, Iowa. Made a Fruit Loop pizza. The pie features a sweet cream cheese sauce, a heaping of Fruit Loop cereal mm-hmm. with some Greek yogurt and condensed milk drizzled on top. But... But yeah, I'm with pi- all of that. All of that sounds right. Right, but the pie comes with mozzarella, so the real mozzarella cheese and cereal. No, <laughs> what are we doing? I I don't get it. I I don't know why people like this. I feel like this is stoner food. I'm just Hold saying. On, I need to look at it. I mean, yeah, I've seen some crazy I- things in my life, and. That, it's like a all white, like just creamy. Like if you're lactose intolerant, you will die if you eat this. The bigger problem with this, if I'm being honest, is the crust. I mean, it looks like a pita bread. Like, what are we doing, Iowa? That's not a pizza crust. Thank There's you. no color it's, to it. There's no char. I mean, listen, it looks I'll like work a flatbread. Around. I can deal with mozzarella on top of all that other sweet deliciousness that you just mentioned. Like, I, I, I. I don't think I would hate it, but yeah, it looks, it literally looks like a, like a pita bread with, uh, with Fruit Loops melted into some cheese and that's disturbing. It does look like a flatbread, but like, but flatbreads come with color. There's a little bit of char. It looks like it's been in the oven. This, uh, this doesn't. (laughs) Holy crap. I want pizza now. I live in New York. I, I I have to get pizza tonight. Do you want a Fruit Loop pizza? No. The, the the title of this article is No one asked for a fruit No one asked for a Fruit Loops pizza, but here we are. <laughs> that's the most see, that's just, that's what I'm this is what I'm saying about Iowa. This is that's my point. Is like I mean, that's that's what you guys have to have to do because no I guarantee you no one in Chicago say what you want about Chicago pizza. Love it, hate it. I am in the middle. But uh, no one in Chicago is coming up with this idea. They have oh things to do. If somebody in Chicago came up with this, another pizzeria would hunt them down and like kick them out of the state. Also, it's deep me? dish, so it would just be layers of like mozzarella and Fruit Loops and mozzarella and Fruit Loops and oh. sweet condensed milk. And <laughs> oh. no, this is it, this is this is a dairy filled bomb that i'm not ready for (laughs) i love me some fruit loops but my god i could not tell you the last time i ate any cereal actually i was gonna say fruit loops but i'm just not i mean i'm not a i'm not really a breakfast person and i'm not but if i was to eat something in the morning it would be like eggs or yogurt or something i cannot tell you the last time 
any cereal. Like I forget about cereals, and sometimes I walk down the aisle and I'm like, oh yeah, Apple Jacks. What are all these boxes doing here? <laughs> oh yeah, the cookie ones that my parents wouldn't let me have when I was a kid. What's the- hilarious is you forget about cereal and the Lucky Charms guy. Oh, I never forget about Demagically him. Delicious. He's a cereal. You, this is what you guys don't understand. Like to make that drop of that. If you're on YouTube, go look. Like there's a little man, and I had to watch a lot of Lucky Charms commercials to find the <laughs> one that I wanted <laughs> to steal. Don't search. Don't look up Steven's browser history. It's just going to be all <laughs> it just kids really, commercials. It's going to be like uh It just really no, fucked no, no. up our YouTube algorithm. <laughs> It's just, for our beer podcast. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Yeah. I, that's, yeah. I. That's how the I, sausage is made right there. But yeah, I, I know. I love I, me some cereal, but I, not on pizza. Come on. What are we doing? I'm using my high voice now. That's how you <laughs> upset I am. If I was in front of it, I would eat it. Out of curiosity. I would eat a if slice. If I was I would drunk. eat a slice, but the problem is that you, it just doesn't look like you can get a slice off this. It looks like you have to roll it up and eat it like a taco. It's just so, I don't even know how you could cut into this. If you it's look so it up flat. and you watch the video, you see the guy making it. He like sprinkles the like sauce on it, which I guess is the Greek yogurt and the condensed milk. Yeah, it's he drizzles it on top and it looks like the cream you put on like a Cinnabon. Delicious. Yeah, delicious, but, like, I just was, like, I don't know. Fong's Pizza in Iowa. We don't even have a city, because are there cities in in Iowa? There's Des Moines, yeah. That's, like, the one city I know. I don't know anything else about Iowa. I don't think I've ever been there. I hope everyone is happy and (laughs) living their best life. They have a lot of corn. I know that about Iowa, but other than that... Yeah, Fruit Loop Pizza is what happens when you live there. But Fruit Loop Pizza is what happens when you don't go to college. <laughs> he might have gone to college. You don't I'm kidding. Know, I'm don't know kidding. this guy's life. I'm kidding. You just you just are too Italian. Look, I'm from I'm from Connecticut. I'm right near New Haven. I have you know I'm okay with thin crust. Thin crust is not a problem. It's just that when I'm looking at this picture, it looks like. It, I don't know how else to say this. It looks like a pita wrap. That's what it looks like. It does. It really does. So, Fong, I have questions. The The positive spin I can get on this is I know what I'm getting for dinner tonight. It's 100% going to be pizza because <laughs> I, it, like, I'm at the point now where, like, if I don't get a, pe- a, a slice of pizza, like, I will literally, like, die because it's all I'm thinking about right now. And you have a nice uh, Dino S'mores Imperial Marshmallow Stout to help you wash it down. So I'm going to be drinking this until next week. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you again for joining us. We're going to have a we got a we got what we got a St. Patty's Day episode next week, so that'll be fun. So that'll tune be in. fun. It's coming. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>